This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Blue Apron. Guess what, guy or gal listening to this or watching this? I use Blue Apron. That's right, me, Greg Miller, who likes to cook. They send you all the ingredients you need to do. They send you this little worksheet. You combine them all up. It looks good. It tastes better. You put the photo up on Instagram. Everyone thinks you're a great cook. And granted, I am a great cook, but I only got good at great cooking by using Blue Apron and seeing what's up and trying new things. Did I ever expect to get these little cabbage things that I filled in with like this chutney? No, but Blue Apron did that to me. Did I think I'd enjoy it? No, I did not. Did I enjoy it? You're goddamn right I did. And you could enjoy food you never thought you'd eat too. Plus, they sometimes give you buffalo chicken sandwiches, as I point out every time. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be a part of this. Go to blueapron.com slash I love you. They will let you check out the menu and give you your first three meals free with free shipping if you go to blueapron.com slash I love you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 55, the PlayStation VR review episode. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's finally happened. We've ha- we, here it is. PlayStation VR is in the building. Yep, we have, we have it. We've used it. We've been, we're going to give you our full review here, run you through some of the games, what we think about it. Uh, different kind of show, obviously, mm. because of that, all the bits you know. But this we, is topic of the week. Topic of the show. Topic of the show. I'm sorry. We, we lost we lost trademark oh, privileges oh, to that sorry, a long time ago. I don't even know what show I'm doing anymore. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It is kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So you can go to kindoffunny.com, subscribe to the YouTube channels, see every episode you might have missed, do all the other stuff, watch the Let's Plays. Batman Let's Play goes up today for VR. Uh, but yeah, Colin, mm-hmm. let's start with topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. PlayStation VR. Uh, what so, do you think? First of all, given to us by Sony, both of these units and yep. all of the games. My unit too. This is Greg's unit. Yeah. Um, so just throwing it out there. So for you guys for the FTC, if they're watching, we understand Everyone that we're influencers. The fuck down. We didn't steal this off a truck, nor were we able to buy Everyone it before Street Day. It was down. it was provided to us. And if you've never seen Colin and Greg before, we don't give a fuck what Sony thinks of us. So you can still trust our opinions. <laughs> but if you want to take it with a grain of salt, that they gave us the unit. We really don't give a maybe fuck. Maybe that influenced our impressions. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I think this is a great, so this is PSVR product. This is it right here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Now, um, so we were talking about this when we got them. Yeah. The P, the, the headset, if I may take it off this. Yeah, go ahead. Is when you first kind of play around. What do you, I was, what do I was you, doing some like erotic, erotic asphyxiation with uh, it as well. So it's intimidating when you when you first play it. And the reason I say that is because um, We've gone to many events and played it with Project Morpheus and PSVR yeah. in the past for the last... I was thinking, we were still at IGN. It was GDC 2014 when it was announced. Wow. We started playing it, I think, later that year. So it's been about two years of us just kind of fucking around with this device, but we never got to just, like, hold it. Have it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I was... So the so I never, like, got to put it on myself, even. Yeah. I never got to, like, kind of... You know, they, they always kind of did everything for you. And so I was a little intimidated by it. The thing that I noticed is that it's light. Yep. Uh, especially the front. The front's super light. Uh, the padding is really nice. The textured padding, both in the front, like what we're kind of cranium there, like a front forehead kind of. It area. sits comfortably on your head, and uh, it's easy to kind of adjust. I was intimidated, but when we did our unboxing, I'm like, I don't really get it. Yeah. So you press the b- button in the back to like let it Unlock go, and then you it, use yeah. these things to push it back and forth. Then you put it over your head, then it fits, and then you use this thing to kind of spin it and twist it and make it tight, and then you use a button under here, 
And so, if you're listening yeah. to this, you're kind of missing out. But should have watched it. YouTube. But you can like, and it kind of puts it, you know, back and forth, so you can really get it tight to your head. Yeah. And I feel like it's super intuitive. Yeah, agreed. Um, so uh, that was like my first takeaway. It was like it's comfortable. Yeah. A lot of people. I don't have an. I've I've used Vive and Oculus, but I don't. I've not used them enough to have a compa- point of comparison. But a sure. lot of people, anecdotally anyway, are saying this is definitely the most comfortable, um, and ergonomic in some way VR unit. Right. And. Uh, and I certainly can't say that because I don't I don't I haven't used Oculus in some time and I haven't used Vive in probably six months, uh, maybe not that long. But um, I will say that I, I like it a lot. It's well, uh, the I, wire is unfortunate, but necessary. Yeah. For me, it's obvious that, you know, again, we're, we're console guys. We're the console gamers. And so uh, you got to click the button. Remember, you just told them how to do it. Then you immediately forgot. <laughs> well, I thought maybe I'd be I'm able to fit around, it. It's, it's not my head. It's close enough. You know? Close enough to your head. I thought. I thought. I, and shout out, of course, to Cybust who sent in this custom. Uh, it's very cool. P.S. I love that's you. That's a episode, very nice so idea. No, that's the thing about it. Like you know, I talk about it the first time somebody did give it to me at an event. And we're like, okay, you can put it on yourself. And how intuitive and clicky it was, and how did you get it? The biggest thing I'll, I stress is how important I think the click wheel is in the back. For a long time, I didn't use it. I like and when we first got it, it was like, oh, pop it on, pop it off, do whatever, all that stuff. But when we were doing let's plays, and even when I was playing Batman on day two or whatever at the house, putting it on centering it here bringing this in making sure the top portion was right against your forehead it it w- once you figure out what everything does and why it's laid out the way it does and you lock it in and then you crank it in it really does block out the light i feel really well give you a good visual perspective on what's going to happen and then take you to that world and that's the thing that we've said about vr from this get-go but it is a religious experience of putting it on and tricking your brain it's so weird to think about that like when i'm sitting here playing batman with you for the let's play that goes up today uh I put it on, I click it in, I do all these different things and I hear you right there, but I feel like I am on a rooftop. I feel like I'm in Gotham City just standing there looking around as rain comes down and trains go by and I see cars and traffic on the street. I um, you know, I will say that I feel like per, per the, the both the click wheel in the back and kind of the side visors, mm-hmm. I think that those are two cheap component, two components of the, the, the device that feel decidedly cheap compared mm, to the rest of it. Um, this thing, I, 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 I don't want to say this click wheel I think is going to break. Um, and the, but I, I don't know that for sure. I mean, we'll have to use it for a while to yeah. see that, but I just feel like it's very flimsy compared to the rest of the unit. And these, the, I think this might be more akin to what's necessary because of the curvature of your face and you don't want to have this hard plastic against you. Sure. But these kind of like mud flat things on the you side, like they're necessary. I like them because they're necessary, but yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like, I feel like the construction is a little flimsy too, mm-hmm, okay. but you can't have any, but that's kind of a, a, a random complaint. I, I'm just trying to be fair because I do think it's a fantastic thing, but I'm trying to point out some things that I think are less than ideal. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, the you know it comes with a, a microfiber cloth because you are going to get a lot of gook on the on the lenses oils from your eyes um, your eyelashes yeah your and forehead. all this uh, a woman used it one of Tim's friends and got some makeup on it so you have to be careful about that too on the underneath kind of the, yeah. the visor here um, but I think you know I think it's intuitive uh, I really really like it um, I do want to say that I think the it is a massacre of wires um, mm-hmm. it is unbelievably mm-hmm. chaotic uh, in terms of like you. You'll see when you guys get yours. But there's you, an there, unboxing too that you. There, can go check there out. are so many plugs plugging in and out of this thing, and I'm not saying that that's not necessary. It is, of course. I just wonder why at why they put some things in the front and some things in the back. What I was wondering is like like why not just have everything in the front, even the pa- the things that connect and like kind of put it back. That way you don't have 
wires splintering out from both ends because then there's no good way well, to figure, put it. You figure the fact, would, I think the answer would be right, is that you have the wires coming out of the PlayStation 4 into the little box and you have wires coming out of the PlayStation or out of the box to the headset, right? So you're plugging in from two different angles. Either way, you'd have oh, one thing turned over. Oh, I understand that, but I'm wondering, even on the sides or something, I just feel like it's, people will realize, like I spent some time with it. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I spent some time with my little unit, that's processing go, the unit, processing yeah, unit yeah. that goes on top of the PS4 or you can put whatever you want, but I put it on top of my PS4 and I'm like, this is, I, this is so ugly this is like this is looks like uh, there has to be a more elegant solution to this in Mark Two, Mark Three than this. Sure, I, um, it's one of those. I think it's a necessary evil for the amount of cords you're going to have to have it because it's funny. I talked about it in the unboxing, right? Of like, oh, whatever, it goes under the your your entertainment system. You don't have to worry about it because that's how I did it for mine, right? Is that well, I put it all together and then it just sat under the unit with the cord coming out to the headset. And then if I needed more room, I I moved our coffee table right away. Uh, if I needed more, I could pull it out and then have the processing unit a bit right. far out. But some people did call me a hypocrite, maybe decidedly so. Even though I think they hammed it up a bit too much. And the fact that like I was so, I make fun of the Xbox's power brick, Xbox One power brick being so much bigger. And I'm like. It's the same thing, but it's just the fact that PlayStation was able to make a console without the giant power brick. I don't know if it's the exact apples It's not the exact apples. same thing because this is a different console. Exactly. Uh, that connects to the console with no power but brick. But it is the same <clears throat> argument that an, a pro Xbox power brick person would have. Like mo- Most of the time, it's tucked away, I think. And the cords to this are going to... the cor- You're going to have to have a cord to this guy no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, so don't get don't fear, basically. This is not the tether that you have, the length that you're seeing here, although it's wrapped oh, like there's a an around yeah. this thing. There's an extender that then connects to the, to the device that then connects to the PS4. You have plenty of room. You can be really far away from your PS4. I remember even... Uh, I was at Aaron's playing uh, Job Simulator or something, and my I could hear my phone buzzing in the kitchen. Yeah. So I felt my way into the kitchen. Why did you, all you do is press a little black I didn't button wanna, and I didn't pull it away. Leave. And then the, I wasn't in front of the camera anymore. Yeah. So then it went black, and then I took it off. But I, I was like very far from the console. I was like, I, I was actually shocked. Yeah. That I had. No, yeah, I, I haven't had an issue with it either. I mean, granted, we're just playing to the couch, but there's always enough slack in it. And even yesterday, the way we had when we record the Let's Plays, you'll see. And I'll shout this out for you right now here on uh, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. We're putting up a PlayStation VR Let's Play at 9 a.m. Pacific time every day through Sunday. We're publishing over the weekend as well, so it's like our favorite games from what we were given for the launch lineup. Um, but when we were here, the PlayStation 4 is all the way off camera, and there it was that we had enough slack. We were yeah, able to it see was it great. comfortably. Yeah, it was yeah. great, and so I, I think. Uh, so a, a few, a couple problems I had. My camera, I have a launch camera. Yeah, me too. And it's finicky. Like my camera wouldn't even read in my PS4 sometimes, even after I reset really? it really? like that. And I'm like, I don't know if it's the camera or the oh, port. Wow. So I kind of got to look into that. Although I should probably get a PS4 Slim sometime for myself just to just to do that. Um, so I don't know if it's the camera, but I wanted to point that out. I don't know if anyone else had that problem. I think it's probably sure. a hardware problem on my side. The bigger thing that I was, and I don't know if you encountered this, is that I would accidentally shut the headset off. Really? Um, and I don't, yeah, again, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I, I wasn't pressing it. It was just kind of bouncing around. Huh. But like a few times, it's like put on the VR headset. I'm like, what are you talking about? The VR headset. And so I don't know if my PS4 is like some, some wonky no. shit. Because my launch, my PS4 is from 2013. It's a launch PS4, so For it could those... be going away. But it works. You know, I've been playing Tomb Raider, and it plays the games, other games fine that yeah. are not VR. So I don't know. I just want to point that out that I've, I've been having some technical issues, although I don't know what's on my PS, like what's my PS4 is responsible for, sure. or a bad connection or something like that. Or Excuse bad me USB port. Big Kev dog. Can we borrow you and get Skycam? Because I'm going to talk about this. Because I actually found this a pretty... This we, is great. We didn't talk about when we unboxed it because we hadn't had our first-hand experience with it. But uh, I thought this was a pretty ingenious way they did this, especially because you can't see what you're doing when you have the headset on, obviously, in terms of real life. Skycam for me? Thank you very much. So this is the little... 
headset c- command center here. Oh, I guess you took all your codes already, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. These are all my old codes that I, we redeemed already. You go ahead and try to get them, jerks. Uh, but you have the power button there, which is like flush, if not a little bit back uh, on t- in terms of this device here. The mute here, because th- what I like about the headset is it has a mic built in. Yesterday, when I was killing time in here, I had the headset on, and I went up to the XMB, and I went to messages, and I started responding to messages with voice messages, because oh, it's cool. just built in. I could just do it right there. And then these are your volume buttons, and they're raised. They're higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that. Here, if I slide that, maybe. You can see the fact that that's raised a bit, so it's easier when you have the headset on to reach back here and figure Feel it out. It out yeah. um, and then here's your headphone jack on the side, and you can plug it into. It's a very elegant solution. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I, like, I like this. Um, but and and can we go back to Skycam since we had since you're here? Just so you know what we're talking about before. This is the so, just in case you didn't see the review, or you want to see it and you and you kind of work a little visually. This is the button you press to lock and unlock this thing here, and you unlock it and then push up like this so that it kind of goes back and forth. You can I don't know if you can really see it in the video. Okay. And then what we were talking about with the the particular like visor, you press this button here and then it goes in and out like this. Just so you guys. And here's the makeup from Tim's friend. And there's the Tim's makeup, and there's the and there's like the little lenses and stuff like that. So that's basically what it looks like. In case you guys were curious about what we were talking about earlier, um, so uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. Other than some of the technical issues, I think that the unit I, I'm I've been a believer since we saw Project Morpheus, and since we first played it, and since I first played Oculus. Yeah. Um, and I'm as much of a believer in it now as I uh, as I was then. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think that obviously you're gonna have some resolution problems. The resolution is not sharp. I think we all know that. Yeah. Uh, the PS4 is not capable, and I don't think the VR unit is capable of putting out these these beautiful beautifully rendered things that look super sharp. Um, I think that the area of focus is a little finicky for yeah, me. 100%. I think this is gonna depend on people's heads uh, a lot of this because it's got to really be perfect. If it's off even a, a, a fraction of an inch, everything's going to be blurry in certain areas. And so I found that some games look better than others. For instance, uh, Job Simulator, I think, looked great for me. Yeah. Uh, and Job Simulator is not in a graphically intensive game, but it's it looks like sharpness. a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Batman, um, finicky I, a little bit finicky for me. Still a great game. I still really loved it. One of my actually favorite games of the year. But um, like just from an experience standpoint. The big thing I feel about it is the, in the, what VR is, especially when you get it on your first five days, like we've had it. It is never being satisfied it is constantly trying to learn move figure this out what does this do if i do this where do i move the camera what's proper placement there but then it is like okay how how much click wheel and like how 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 far back do i put the headband you know what i mean in terms because it's for a while i was keeping it pretty you know perpendicular but then they, they say in the thing to go back pretty much to the base of your skull and that's when you do that you do get a tighter fit and then it was all right let's move this in uh, i had been a big proponent of during preview cycles right i wear glasses i wore my glasses with playstation vr i did it when i was doing the demos for the first few hours or i'm sorry when i was playing at home for the first few hours and then i popped them off and did it and i had a better experience now granted my prescription is not strong i'm able to get away with that but once i did that i was able to get them closer i was able to i felt to even have the the mud flaps rest on my face even tighter to keep a light out and make me really into that experience yeah i never had the light fully out from below yeah um, but i think it's fine i think it's it grounds you it's a little so- bit and also you don't have to it doesn't really it doesn't really break the immersion and sure. that might be again that's based on a person's face how close you can get that visor to your face is really going to depend these on big fat cheeks on the experience Mud for me for me on. i just wasn't able to get the thing close enough and sure. i don't know if i'm wearing i think i'm wearing it right I, I um but i don't know that it's really immersion breaking either no um and then you know you have a nice place here on the side. You can see like oh, I guess it was angled right. Your headphones fit really nicely um, right here and stuff. So there's a nice little hole. It, it's a very um, not surprisingly a very deliberately made sort of thing. Uh, and uh, I think that it's the the proof. It's a proof of concept. This isn't the first run. Yeah, um, of course. But I'm a I'm a I'm I am a believer. I think this technology is essential. 
um, and watching people play, play with it that have never played with it before, including my girlfriend, including, you know, hearing other people's kind of anecdotes as these things kind of go out to people we know. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, I could be wrong if you, if you, you know, we're not very technically minded. So I, I, I'm sure that people that are have maybe some complaints or some other things to say that we couldn't even speak to. But from a consumer standpoint, from an enthusiast standpoint, this is the real deal. This is the real deal. This isn't, this isn't a, t- this isn't a fucking gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick, I guess, in the small G kind of form. It's a technically a gimmick, just like analog sticks were a gimmick. Yeah. But this is a new way to play games. And this is what we desperately need in the industry is a new way to play games. So, well, we, I want to I want to shout out to everybody watching. I have dozens of questions for VR, so we'll get into nuts and bolts. How does this feel? What about this? That kind of stuff. That's all coming as we go. But this show tends to ramble, so let's jump to this. I I want to go, and I think obviously it's pretty clear. Should people buy PlayStation VR? Yes, I, I I think, but I say that with an asterisk. If you're looking, first of all, if you don't have a lot of money, or you're looking like you say you have a five hundred dollar yearly budget for games yeah. or something like that, and and this is going to cut into that significantly, then don't buy it. If you have disposable income and you're curious about this technology, then I think you have to buy it. And I would go as far as to say it's the same thing we made we said with Vita to to you know mixed re- results is like we should show Sony that this is this is something we we want. And I'm not saying that because it's a piece of shit like Virtual Boy or something like that. This is a fucking great device. Yeah. Um. And so. I really feel like it's worth buying if you have the disposable income and the inclination to be patient and wait for these games. That's the big thing um, for me because I think that, but I also think that, you know, to, to the thing, Greg, and this is what I was telling you, I, and people are kind of getting, I'm getting different kind of information from different people. Using this thing makes me tired. Mm, so like, mm. I can't like, I play job simulator. You play a lot of games standing up, you play them sitting down. It's the same for me. I played job simulator almost all the way through. I was exhausted. Yeah. And it's not from the movement or anything. I think I'm barely moving. It's, 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 there's something taxing about wearing this thing so that's the other thing is like it's not it's not a device you're going to use every day and that's the thing about it is like yeah again back to my point is like there's you're tricking your brain which doesn't sound like much but it is for some reason it is mentally taxing of being able to look everywhere and feeling like playing battle zone like battle zone is fun and battle zone in that cockpit i am in that fucking cockpit like there is no if ands or buts about it we go over hills and do this stuff like i'm bobbing my head to it and feeling through and then i'm looking around trying to you know trace as i aim and do all these different things and it doesn't it isn't like we're running marathons but there is a mental taxing mental taxation to it right of going through and making it take something out of you and do these things yeah i think i mean it's battle zone's a good example of driving a tank yeah uh, it's not like driving a tank in real life, but it's more like driving a tank in real life than using dual analog sticks on a flat screen. Laying and, back and, feet and up. Exactly. Like, I feel like... So there is something to the moving around. Your brain doesn't... Our brains don't know what the fuck's going on. And that's and that's really, I think, something that, that people are going to... I know that some people are going to get motion sickness and all that kind 100%. of stuff. I really didn't, except for until dawn. Uh, I got a... Not mo- I wasn't motion sick, but I was a little queasy because there's like roller coaster parts. I'm like, this is super realistic. And that's actually to that game's credit. For me, it was uh, elevators. Elevators always throw my body off because they know how that's supposed to feel. And then it was uh, first person free walking where it was. I could move my head and move the character around and stuff. That was that threw me off. So I think that uh, it's a great device. I mean, how do you feel? Do you think people my qu- buy it? My thing is... You know, it's it's a loaded question because I feel like it is it is very much Vita esque. Should you buy this? Yes, this was a lot of fun. But this is this has been my argument when we talk about No Man's Sky, right? Is that you have to go in with realistic expectations. I played it all Friday night, right? Had a, I played Batman? I beat Batman. I got ready to go into the Riddler challenges. I like save that for later. Da, da, da. Played a whole bunch of the games we had, right? And I ended Friday night, and I woke up Saturday morning excited to play Tomb Raider, just normal traditional Tomb Raider. I don't feel 
compelled necessarily to jump in and play the VR game the way I feel to play all these other games. I think if you go in understanding, because that's the whole thing, right? Like the games we've played or have at our fingertips, Batman Arkham VR, Battlezone, Harmonic, Mu- Harmonics Music VR, Job Simulator, PlayStation VR Worlds, Super Hypercube, Tumble VR, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, Wayward Sky, and then the, the demo disc, right? Fun stuff, the varying degrees of if it's, if it's a great game, we'll talk about that or if it's something we, you know, whatever, not for us. But I wasn't, you know, day two with PlayStation VR feeling like, man, I want to get back into VR. Right now, a few days removed, I'm like, I'm ready to get back in and do some more Batman stuff and, you know, da, 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 da. It's what you said. It's not an everyday device. And so this does come down of, are you buying this on launch day, expecting this to revolutionize everything and to become a permanent, you know, a fixture of your house that's as accessible and as used as your DualShock? I say no. I don't, I mean, the games we have here, uh, enjoyable stuff here for sure. It'll be interesting to see Battlezone having online multiplayer rigs coming that we don't have codes for, we haven't played in terms of a final retail build. Those coming, what that means, if there's an online, you know, uh, ecosystem that develops around them. For me, it is what I've been predicting it to be, that it's great hardware. I hope it sells well, and I hope it uh, inspires developers to think about what they can do with this. But you need to understand you're buying in and, is it going to be 6, 12, 18 months before we get, holy shit, this is the game? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Batman VR, Batman Arkham VR is my favorite game that we played from what we have. I think it is the game, as I've said before, since I said it, saw it at E3, that when my friend Poe comes over, when some other non believer, somebody who hasn't played, used VR comes over, that's the one I'm going to put them into. But once I go through and get those extra trophies, and what, I, it's uh, 90 more minutes, I supposedly have to commit to it to. 100% it, you know, a platinum it without a platinum. Uh, I'm not going to touch it again. And so then the headset does go to sit here and rest over there. And I'm fine with that. Now, granted, full disclosure, we, they sent it to us. Uh, if I had been able to get a pre-order and I had kept my pre-order and it just sat there, I'd be fine with that. I know what I'm getting into. But my concern really, really, really is so many people are going to buy this. They're going to bring it home on the 13th. They're going to sit there and play it all weekend. And then they're going to get to Monday at their computers and go, yeah, some of it was really cool, and I like this, but where's this? Where's that? And then a month out, are they going to see this on their shelf? They're gathering dust and be like, why the fuck did I buy that? They're not supporting this. Where are they not? It's possible. I, I think that, um, I mean, it's the same kind of thing we say with pre-orders. First of all, you were, you use No Man's Sky as an example, and I do want to say that. And I'm using that, it in the light way. I, know I, that I do want to say that they seem marketing. to have completely lied about it. I don't think so. I don't think, and I don't, I don't know for sure. We'll get into that because there's a piece of news about that, but um later but uh as far as i know and i've got exhaustively gone through the marketing stuff that sony says i don't think they're promising anything that's not here why i i don't think they're stressing that day one i think that again this is what i'm talking about i'm not saying the marketing of playstation vr i'm saying the reality of people you trust talking about vr listen to us on this the same way kevin and i talked about no man's sky not saying that just that one part of the argument that you're not going to use this every day it's not going to be that kind of thing uh i will say that you know it it goes to what we used to talk about with pre-ordering games though where do you even like should you get PSVR? Yeah, I think I think it's a great device. If you're a PlayStation fan, if you're an enthusi- a gaming enthusiast who wants to see what's next, you have disposable income, it's not going to injure your ability to buy other games or injure your ability to play pay bills or whatever. I don't see why you wouldn't buy it. Yeah. Uh but um does it also not hurt to wait until after Christmas? Or just wait, like I maybe the price will go down if it doesn't sell well or whatever, but if it doesn't sell well, it's, it, the the die is cast, the game's over. Yeah. Um so 
you can wait and be patient. I mean, there's no reason why you have to have it like just with any other game. You don't have to have it day one. Agree. Like, and, so, and that's, and so, so many people tweet. I'm on the fence. And like for some reason, so many of you don't understand embargoes when we say we can't talk about it yet. But so many questions of I'm on the fence. Should I keep my pre-order? It's really on you of like understanding what this device is and what it's going to be. I, you know, I mean, I like what I've played. I'm excited to see what comes next. If it fails in a year and a half, if it, if it becomes move, it comes out. The games overall don't do really well. Nobody supports it. Da da da. It dies off. All right, cool. It was cool to have, and it still will be to f- screw around and put on my head and do cinema mode or da da da. But like, I'm not going to be furious at them. I'm going to understand what the risk I'm taking. Yeah, I think PlayStation Move specifically. You mentioned that necessary for this, by the way. Like, so some games 100%. give you a controller option. Like, until Dawn's a good example, you can play with a controller. The Move controllers are essential to the experience. Yeah, uh, some games, uh, or I think many of them actually need to be. You need to have Move controllers. But, yeah, I don't think you can play Batman uh, without it. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, right. You can play it standing up or sitting down. Some games yeah, don't yeah. give you options. So there's different options with calibration options. I just want to throw that out there as well. The investment is in addition to this. You're going to need to invest in a camera if you don't already have one, a PlayStation camera, and then you're going to need to invest in two Move controllers. And you want um, that because if you're buying this, you want the full fledged VR experience, and that's right. what it is. And there's something. There's nothing like reaching out and grabbing and doing this and taking the battering and throwing it and it it is hypnotic and it feels like it's really happening it's a premium experience and i I don't say that with any disrespect um it is a premium experience for people that have some disposable income i think i I don't i just want to stress that i don't think you should buy it if it is going to injure your ability to buy real games Mm -hmm. and we're normal i shouldn't say real these are real games too but normal normal full-fledged the games you come to expect because because this is not going to supplant your gaming experience. This is going to enhance and be additive to your gaming experience. So if you go all with PSVR and then you're out of money, well, you're going to have a, a more limited uh, cache of games to play. So I just want, I want to be clear about that as well, that I think that that's an important thing to state right up front. The Tony Irons writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to get your question read and says, how much have you played in VR? And after all that time, are you excited to keep playing? What's the best experience you've had so far? So we've had it five days I was line share Friday night, came home and played, I think, from roughly 5, we'll say, 5.30 until midnight, I'd guess. And since then, we've done the Let's Plays and this, that, and the other, but I haven't really had another giant commitment, sit down, do everything time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would say somewhere between six and eight hours maybe and i think that might be generous yeah uh unfortunately yeah we did get when we got them i mean sundays are killed for me because of football i have some other enga- uh, obligations and engagements sure. and we have to work so I, I i was not able to spend as much time with it as possible also i spent uh, last night uh, much of yesterday uh my free time playing tomb raider because i thought that the embargo was up but it wasn't so um so i kind of wasted a little bit of time there too but uh i so i played somewhere but i played basically three games uh for somewhere between six and eight hours and i also watched aaron play quite a bit too just you know see what she's doing um and she really liked it as well best experience though to tony's part. uh well i think batman is probably gonna be the most impressive experience to a lot of people i think i like the solution in batman to locomotion which is the point where you're going and it's not a unique or novel thing but right the point where you're going use the move button um and kind of transport your way over there motion is going to be a big problem with VR. Um, not a problem, but it's, it's the big solution. It's the big problem that needs to be solved. That's the thing um, is like we like we've been very clear, right? You have to relearn to play games, and so yeah, it sounds so easy to put that on, go into a game like Gone Home, and move around, and you do that, and immediately your stomach starts. My stomach started turning. Now I was able to, to the game that I was playing that way that I can't talk about yet. I was able to get over it. You know what I mean? But it is like you got to give yourself time to figure that out and start doing the really slow head turns before you move around. Yeah, because basically it's 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 replacing the right analog stick, uh, your head is so and you use left stick to move and eventually hopefully we get to a point i don't know what the solution is going to be where you could move around in these virtual worlds but i don't know the solution uh, i see some weird shit at like gdc sometimes where people are making these like movable pads and so yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. think that's the solution but that seems like very expensive and cumbersome um so i'd say i'd say in terms of uh really just a kind of fascinating kind of uses i think batman arkham vr is really well done
on. Yeah. But I actually think Job Simulator, uh, which came out earlier this year on other devices, is the best game that I've played out wow. of the three. Wow. And um, it's because it's 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 a unique and quirky game that I think is only possible in VR. And and so and so and so too is Arkham. And I guess you could play Job Simulator without VR if you wanted to. It would just be boring. It's a really funny, uh, silly idea for a game. You basically are a human in, in a computer-controlled world where they're basically showing you what it was like to be a human working these mundane jobs, like a cook or a uh, clerk at a store or whatever. Yeah, a, a and I really, I really loved it. Like, yeah. I, I, re- I was like, wow, this that, that more than anything dragged me in. Like, I didn't even beat Batman because I was like, well, I'll get back to it. I don't actually don't want to move through it too quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> the game is only about an hour long. Yeah, and then you can spend long. another ninety minutes or so getting all the collectibles. No platinum trophy. Um, Lame. I think it's fine without a platinum job simulator. I don't know what the trophies are because they haven't. They, they're popping. Yeah, uh, but, but, they I, can't but I can't. I can't. They're not live on the server. We'll get yet. to trophies in a second with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think job simulator was my favorite experience so far. And then I think until dawn uh, as the third experience that I really messed around with. It, it's an on rail shooter, so we've played these games before. But I think it works really well. Yeah. I don't understand why it's an until dawn game, but uh, that's what I was saying from the very yeah. beginning, right? Diluting the franchise or whatever the name of it. But for Tony's Irons question, right? So like I've run, th- yeah. So I've played that. I've played the majority of these games, right? So Batman Arkham VR is my my favorite it was my e3 game the show playing through it it holds up the entire way through i'm excited actually to go back and do the riddler stuff a little bit we did in the let's play that again goes live today at 9 a.m or the day you see this on wednesday uh, uh going back into s- scenarios and seeing them for the first time the riddler question was like oh that's really cool okay now i get it uh battle zone played at events played it here too uh did the, the let's play for that one that'll be up throughout in the next few days again really cool i know a few of our friends who are in the industry who get to use their headsets they think that's that that's one of their favorite experiences i'm excited to see how online multiplayer works with that harmonics music vr jumped in there super shallow from what i saw i only played it for like probably 30 minutes or whatever but it is jumping in and then there's like four worlds in the beginning that each have a different way of using it and there's cool ideas in there like one you know you jump into a gym and you're doing a dj but you can grab the characters and they however you move them they memorize that as a dance and you jump back and you dj a bit and they dance around but it's all that's one of those ones where i'm like this feels just like a tech demo and so to have that coming out and being charged for is weird i feel personally job simulator awesome funniest VR launch game they have for sure. Like just the, the comedy and the way the computers talk to you and call you human and put you through all these different things and make fun of our current society and what would be happening is like, cause it's basically the idea, right? Is like you're going in and going through basically a museum of what these computer, this race or whatever imagines these jobs to have been like or whatever. So you're taking these job sims, seeing how humans lived and how they incorporate or, you know, interpret certain things. Uh, PlayStation VR worlds. This is uh, Tim's favorite game. We did a let's play for it. Uh, it's again, it's you know, it's all the London stuff. So it's the, the what is it? not the deep, the tank game. You know, you get the you're going down in the shark cage. There's the shark swimming around you, not the deep. What am I thinking? Yeah, of? I don't. I know Into the deep. No. Hey Tim, what's the shark game called? Descent. Thank you. Uh, a couple other ones in there. Uh, that's where like the uh, heist one is too. Didn't realize how much more fleshed out the heist was. You go through and I, you know, you're, it's the one we've always talked about of you're in the van, the guys next to you, you shoot the cars as they come through, actually playing through what the heist is doing all these different things. Interesting fun. But again, it's, you know, first person shooting and you're anchored to where you are. You're not really moving around. It's just these different scenarios, which again are cool. But you know, what do you want? Again, this is what we're talking about. Uh, Super hypercube. The one where the puzzles are going, like, you know, get the shape through the wall. Lots of let's plays of that. Clever. I think it's a cool game. I don't know how long I'd play it, but it's clever, and I understand what's going on. Same thing with Tumble VR. Have you, did you screw around no. with Tumble at all? Tumble VR, it's like you get these blocks off the thing, and, like, you have to build them in a, to a certain height. Then there's another version of it where you use mines to blow up towers of blocks and try to get points on how far you can fling stuff. Again, cool idea, 
doesn't feel like a full game. Mm. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. We knew we were getting into that. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. You like it. Tim likes it a lot. Uh, again, on-rail shooter. Wayward Sky. I didn't know anything about Wayward Sky until when I turned it on. Um, they call it a, a VR... Uh, what it is. VR, it's point-and-click adventure game, but they say something clever, more clever than that. But it's like a puzzler, more, I guess, point-and-click puzzler of you're this. there's this little character, and you, if the desk is the world and she's on it, I'm hanging back watching, and I can lean around and point my controller to make her go places, and then there's, like, enemies walking around that we've got to, you know, avoid and hit these switches to set off... Uh, you know steam or whatever to blow people down you can get little collectibles and you move on you're building these robots with the collectibles trying to do this interesting idea uh easy it's not that it needs to be hard but it's like when i was like oh some kind of they're toying with adventure game stuff is this going to be tough it's not even if the enemies see you it didn't seem like they were killing me they'd fall down trying to chase me or whatever but an interesting idea and another one using the 3d space i went through the thing here because i think it's important to the question that tony has asked us here is it like are you excited to keep playing and again, it's to my point of not particularly like, yeah, no, like, yeah, I want to go back and get all the trophies in Arkham VR. I want to, I want that 100% on my list. Battlezone was cool. I'm not the multiplayer guy. Harmonix VR, no. Job Simulator, I'd like to go through and do a bit more, but I don't, that's, I'm not drawn to keep playing that nonstop. And that's where I, and I think that's where I'm at as a gamer, not a reflection on the unit, not a reflection on the games, but these games necessarily aren't giving me what I'd want out of them. Uh, Until Dawn, it's a on-rail shooter, cool. Never been a big fan of that. You know what I mean? The Wayward Sky, cool. Not really challenging, so what's my motivation to keep going? There's trophies for sure, which is that. Honestly, when I look through them and I'm thinking about things on this list, I'd play again outside of Batman Arkham VR, right? Tumble, I could totally see like coming home and being like, let's play with this puzzle game and try to build stuff up and Hypercube to an extent of spinning stuff around just because I feel like I only scratched the surface of it, but I don't think I'm going to go through and put hours and hours and hours. Into it's also it. not an exhaustive list of what's coming uh, out of launch, coming out of launch right. or in the launch window. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We're I doing mean, that as well. I think Thumper. Should... I want to play. I want to mm-hmm. play Thumper. Uh, I want to do the Eval- Tomb Raider stuff. Eval- yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised they didn't that we didn't get anything. I mean, on that's that. like that's the game. Yeah, like for me, like yeah. the the that's what I'm saying is like yeah. I mean, uh, not to amend what we said before. I think it's totally worth a unit worth buying, but uh, you have to just be you, you got to like, be an informed like, consumer. Yep. Like there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you and I are ready to jump because we believe in the hardware and we, we had fun. And I am the guy who, when Eve drops, I want to play it right away. We also got our units for free. So that's worth knowing. I mean, sure. I, w- I did pre-order my unit. And I would have, but I, I was on a plane both pre I ended uh, I ended up giving my pre-order uh, to Kevin. So Technically, um, you sold it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give him, not give him, him a $300 fucking thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say that I, I, I passed that along to him because I know that they're hard to find, but we did get ours, so I didn't need to 100%. to purchase it. So that that's worth noting too, right? Like we we are as often as we often are removed from the commercial real or reality of 100%. The, or the the retail reality of that. So that's worth noting as well. Uh, I saw the question there that I think is a huge question from McP, our old I friend. Mean, we're getting through all of them. Don't worry about that. Yes, uh, for me things. What do trophies look like when? Oh, they pop? you mean trophy time? Our segment here on PS. I love you, XO. Wait, you're gonna wait for a while? I mean, these are more VR related than trophy yeah. time. We'll get well, trophy. It is a trophy time. This is we're tossing. Oh, this okay. is a trophy time question. They uh, they don't pop. So uh, they ding. They ding. You can hear them. So I was really confused about something. Where is it? So on the VR unit, uh, you don't see the trophy when you when it pops, and even on the TV screen, if you're watching what's being seen on the VR unit, it doesn't pop, which is not surprising since it's rendering what you're seeing. Uh, but you hear it. My salute. My um, my. I think there's two reasons for this. 
Although the engineers would have to tell me out there. One is that they probably cannot figure out a way to render that screen in, in VR. It's going to be you know, because of the way it's what we were talking about with uh, uh, Steve Gainer. With Steve Gainer back on home that it's not quite as easy as you think um, in the VR space to have something that is normally seen on a, a regular TV to be shown there. Um, the other reason I think is because it's immersion breaking. Um, I, I, I get it and I buy it and I don't buy it in the same thing of yeah sure it w- they would have had to redesign trophies I think they're going to redesign the trophy notification if PSVR is the future and successful to have it pop up but immersion breaking it's just as immersion breaking to be like in Batman scanning a dead body and hear a ding and <laughs> right, I look but, around I'm like what's going but on I really don't believe that I mean I know some people get a little carried away with the immersion some of these games have but none of these games are immersion immersive in any respect compared to VR so the you might think that you're enjoying yourself you're in it but you're not immersed in a game you're watching on a television you know like that that's that's i mean that's the way I, that that doesn't make sense to me i would just say take away the ding then if if, if we're worried you probably about, could if, i mean like if that why i don't care i mean i care about it in the way i want to see the trophy nine times out of ten it would ding and i'd be like what and i well that's p- the problem then you have to go to the menu out. yeah you have to go to the like, menu. well this is a dumb way to do it. why don't you just show me what i'm getting again but whatever so that's this that's the answer to that question which mm-hmm. i think is an important question which is that you don't see the trophies Scott Tremper writes in and says, and this is something to what you just kind of you mentioned in there. What is the experience like for someone not wearing the headset? I know a lot of friends, roommates, significant others end up being entertained by us gaming, but does the same experience translate to someone watching VR on the TV? I never use my headphones uh, in since I've had the unit. Uh, I've always used the sound off the TV. He's um, a, okay, that's not what he's asking. What is he's like asking? What it's headphones? like for what is it like for Aaron watching you play? Oh, that's not what I got at all from that. What is what is the experience like for someone not wearing the headset? I know a lot oh, of for the friends. Headphones. I'm, thinking headphones. I'm sorry. That's okay. We're going to get to the headphones in a oh, second. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's a lower it's strange. It's a, I have yeah. a lot of videos, candid videos of me taking that we haven't shared yet. Well, there's uh, that. And then watching it on TV, like if you watch in our, uh, the Let's Plays that'll go live for the next few days, they all have this little caveat in there that it's a lower resolution than what you're seeing in the headset. Now, granted, the resolution, like somebody asked, I couldn't find it a second ago. What's it like? You know, how, what's the screen door effect like? It's there for sure when you're playing. You, it, we talked about it earlier where the area focuses and then like what it looks like. It, the unit, when you're in there, it does not look like you're looking at a 4K TV at all. And so then for it to be lower res on the TV, it does look like a fuzzy PlayStation 4 thing. And the big thing I found watching Tim play, watching you play during these Let's Plays is I was more prone to getting motion sick watching you guys play it because you knew where you were about to move your head and what you're going to do. And me not knowing it, it's a bit uh, like found footage Blair Wish kind of stuff of running around seeing stuff. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is a unique kind of thing. It's it's um, it's interesting to yeah. watch others play. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, at least in the beginning, it's going to be tough, I think, for people to get the same enjoyment out. That's something else I think Tim mentioned when we were doing it is that when you're the other guy watching someone play, it almost seems a little boring or mundane what's happening in the game. But when you are the guy who is picking up the mustard in job simulator and spraying it in your face and throwing this and, you know, trying to throw car parts into the you know, recycling bin across the way, that's more fun. Mm. But watching it's weird because it's not trying to tell you a story or anything or, you know, but just trying to immerse you in a world as the player. Indeed. Uh, Griswold Diablo wrote in and said, how do big wireless headphones fit with the PlayStation VR? I have Astro headphones and I'm wondering if they will work with it. Thank you, Griswold Diablo. We'll get to that. So you haven't used v- you haven't used headset or headphones at all. No, I don't trust what's going on around me, so I don't want to be totally in. interesting. I found what was what's weird about that is I the entire time I've used it, I've used headphones. I started with the earbuds that come with it, and then when I was like, wait a second, this is dumb, I went and got my wired Astros, which are the A. 40s or 50s I forget which are a sizable head headphone and I have a sizable head and they were able to go over the unit and get to my ears no problem so I would assume you'd have the same amount of give in your wireless Astros but I can't tell you necessarily um 
interesting because, and I don't know if you've gone through and messed with settings, uh, or maybe it's just a game by game thing, but when I was playing, which one was it here? Tumble VR, and they were giving me this tutorial. Uh, I was playing it in here off the TV, no headset, no headphones when I was waiting for Kevin to get Let's Play up and running. And they make a big deal about it in the you know literature and then what's on the box is that it's you know 360 degrees of sound. When there was this little guy, if he went around back of me, like I on the TV, I no, no longer heard him. I had to turn and look at him to still hear that audio projected. Whereas I think if I had headphones, it would have given him any stereo surround sound. But you didn't run into any problems with that. No. Interesting. Are you, are you worried about Aaron fucking with you? Yeah, I just like to be a little bit of, well, not even that. I just want to be aware of what the hell's going on around me. Like, sure. in some way, if I can't see, I, maybe hearing would be, I, I don't know. I just. That was the funny thing. It is a step. You were gone on Friday, and so I was out of the house myself, and I'm doing it. And I move the coffee table, and I do it. And uh, this is when I was still trying to wear glasses, so I was having a little bit more bleed on the bottom. I turned off the lights in the house and had headphones on, and I realized that, like, if anybody came home, not that they would fuck with me, but it's like, what a weird thing of me just sitting there in front of this TV moving around like a psychopath with headphones on. But I did love the experience. I did like having everything deadened to me. I did like the fact that I felt more involved than ever with it. IMO, just me. Um, speaking of that, though, B Gartz Z 29 wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, have you tried the cinema mode yet? Is it like being in a movie theater? I think playing story-based games that way would be really cool in this mode. Of course, we've talked about this before leading into it. Uh, the fact that I think one of the, not saving graces, but I think maybe that'll help people not feel like if it's on the shelf forever and ever and ever, you can wear the PlayStation VR mode, have your, place, your uh, PlayStation 4 feed projected up as a giant movie screen and play whatever you want through it. Did you try it? Uh, I mean, I didn't play a regular game on it. I mean, obviously, it was on the cross-media bar with it yeah. many times, but... Uh, no, I didn't. I jumped in and played Tomb Raider for it. Can't talk about Tomb Raider yet, but I played a while because it was the thing. <laughs> we got the units home. I was super excited, and it dawned on me in the car ride that I, I've had those move wands for nine months now that I bought, and, and I left them perfectly packaged so they weren't charged. So I got like you know 30 minutes out of them to begin with, maybe more, and then put them down and did that. And when I did that, that's when I picked up the controller and used it as that. It's It, it was not a great experience. I had headphones in. It wasn't bad, don't get me wrong, but it is the thing of like, I'm playing a Tomb Raider 20 year anniversary. You know, Rise of Tomb Raider was a beautiful game. You can assume this game will be beautiful as well. And it is that lower re lower resolution screen where it's like, why wouldn't I just play this on my TV? And I do think there, you know, maybe a replay of The Last of Us or something, everything blocked out, being in an experience like that will be different. But for first blush at a brand new game, I wasn't having that experience where I was like, I, this is, and I don't think I ever thought it would be the premiere way to play. I just think it's a novelty way to play. Yeah, it's a, it's a novelty. But as I said, I remember when we first talked about it some time ago, it's not, that's not a, a seller for the device. And I don't think you really should be using your device like that. I just, I mean, if you want to, it's a nice little thing you can try, but I think your resolutions are going to be as high. Your experience is going to be different. It's not the way the game's meant to be played. That game's meant to be played. Sure. Right? And so on that question, Pro had written in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, hey, guys, simply put, does PSVR make existing games more fun? No. No. It know, doesn't. That's, that's not the point of it, I don't think at all. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it, it does. Yeah, and I, I agree that that's not really the, the, the focus of PSVR. It's to make give you new games. We need, we are desperate for new ways to play. I don't know, like... That's so obvious. How many of the same games can we play over and over and over and over again and this before is what we, get, we get tired of This is games. what you've talked about for a long time and been excited for with VR, right? Is what you always say is like, so far on PlayStation 4, there hasn't been a game that couldn't be on PlayStation 3. Granted, less teraflops, less graphic fidelity, da-da-da. Right, but there's you can not, have an open-world role-playing game on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 4 wasn't the first device to have an open-world role-playing game. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so this is a new way. Now, we might get the same iterative... Uh, iterative things and we might be tired of this in a year but that's on the devs this is a this is this has 
crazy fucking potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we might have seen what games can do on a flat screen for the most part. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They can get prettier. They can run better. They can get, become grand, grander and bigger and more beautiful. And I think all that's great. And of course, I'm, I'm looking forward to those experiences. I'm playing Tomb Raider right now, which is, um, you know, we, we know what Tomb Raider is. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. And I'm, I'm enjoying that. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we want something that's new and exciting, this is where it's going to live. Um, and uh, I, as I've said before, uh, this is here to stay. It might not, maybe PlayStation doesn't do it, but VR is here to stay. Oh yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and, and augmented reality, I think is going to be really a mixed reality is going to be really interesting too. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, you, you can't look at it through that lens. No, no pun intended. You have to look at it through the lens of like, what is something new that can happen? What, what is, think about, think about how, um, analog sticks opened up the ability to really play in 3d worlds. Like we're looking at something like that. Yeah. 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 And I think that's really essential. Uh, over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQE underscore Benny 50 wrote in says my recliner is staggered from my TV. Does the camera need to be directly in front of my headset? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And if it isn't, it will fuck up a lot of stuff. I was doing dem or let's plays with Tim camera was right where the camera I'm pointing at for the show is. And Tim was over there thinking he was in front of it and it was fucking everything up. You need to be looking right at the camera. Now, granted it's, I know it sounds like a hassle, but it won't be for you to figure out how to turn your camera. Yeah. The camera can pivot, whatever. The camera has like a little thing that you can pivot and it it doesn't pivot like 360 degrees, but it pivots, it pivots at angles. Um, so you can, you can do that. I will say that, um, one thing worth noting is that these games, uh, or at least from the short experience I had with these few games that I've played since we got the unit, um, all have somewhat different um, calibration requirements. Mm-hmm. So, for mm-hmm. instance, I was able to play Batman sitting down uh, at a certain distance from my TV. When I tried to play Job Simulator from that distance, I had to stand up to play Job Simulator. It doesn't implicitly say that, and or explicitly say that, and Tim did say that he played it sitting down. I can't imagine how that game is played sitting down. Yeah. Uh, but I had to be way further from the TV uh, to play that. And then with Until Dawn, it seemed like it was the game that really it mattered least where I was. Interesting. Um, in terms of like, it just needs to see the, you know, people are making fun of the lights. The lights are here. So the camera reads it. Uh, and the move wands obviously are there to read it, but it seems like you just have to be patient. It's like, it's like using a, it's not quite as complicated or obnoxious as using rock band or something like that in my experience, but you have to be patient and understand that every time you turn the device on, it needs to be calibrated. Yep. 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 yep and yep, if yep. the game can't, if the camera can't read your device, it's going to tell you in, in line with what we're talking about here, BB, Punjabi 816 wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, all I really need to know based on my game based on my current gaming space is how far away do you need to be from the camera to use the VR headset? Currently, I'm crammed in to the point where I might have to have about 2.5 feet distance. So I was wondering if that would be suffice. No, thanks a lot. Keep with the great work. That's not going to suffice. And that, two and a half feet distance from your TV is not going to work. And another thing is like, yeah, you're going to have to get creative with it for sure. And that, but that's because way, you're, too, because close, you're way too, too close. You're too close to have any mean the, the camera scope is not going to be able to read the move wands at, you know, when you're doing a T pose, which yeah, is exactly. necessary for something like job simulator. Like and, uh, and no, that's not, that's way, that's way too close. And in, to your point of how every game is a little bit different, like, you know, Batman is very specific when you start that game of standing this bat symbol and, you know, you can move to do it, but you could also move your camera back. But if your wall and your, there's no, it's going to put it where your, my couch would be. Uh, yeah. It's to. not going to exactly. It's not, it, it's not an option. It's telling you, this is how far away the camera needs to be to read everything. Yeah. And if you can't make that happen, like I said, job simulator needed more space than Batman. Um, Batman needed less space and told I needed less space. When I was playing at Aaron's, I would say that the TV, the distance from the TV was probably, I had the, the TV, I would say six feet or more. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that wasn't even enough for job simulator. Like mm. I had to like really like push myself back and I wasn't really, how far is our TV from our couch at home? Cause that's, I didn't have to move the couch ever. I moved the, uh, 10 t- feet. Yeah. Table in front. Really? Wow. 
from the TV to the to where you're sitting. Yeah, yeah no, I you're right. I mean, yeah, 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 you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, and it's a, that's the whole thing. Is like we're not. Maybe not. Maybe eight feet. Yeah, eight I'm trying to think if I laid down in front of it, how much room I'd have in front. Mm-hmm. But then the couch there, yeah, you got the wall. Yeah, a lot of people wrote in about yeah, how much space do you need. Hard to say. You can go look at the PlayStation official thing, but even that, I don't know if that's and it's giving gonna, you the it's right. It's going to change two and a half feet if you have that between you and your TV. No way. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine that's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Hmm. Maybe you'll get clever. People are going to get clever with it. Colin, mm. what closing thoughts do you have about PlayStation VR? Uh, so my, my, my worry with PlayStation VR is not only is it going to stick, I hope it does, uh, but my you know this goes back to the Game Over Greggy show topic we just did when we recorded, which is like my time management. Like I, I just have, I'm having a hard time finding time to play all the games I want to play Yeah, uh, and do all the things I want to do, the books I want to read, all these kinds of things. I'm just, it's just, I'm an adult, like just like many adults that listen to this, I don't have time, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, because I have other obligations and other things that I want to do with my life. Um, and what I fear with PSVR, and some people probably can share this fear, is that this just adds more for me to worry about in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't imagine being a true multi-console slash PC gamer and then add this thing in. Like, how do you find the time? Like, yeah. I don't have, I don't, I barely have time to play PlayStation games or video games. Um, so that's my worry with this, along with like the commercial viability of it. But I really do believe in my heart that this thing is fucking really sh- shockingly good, yeah. and um, really gives us what we really need in this industry which is a new way to play and i know i've said that before and i know some people are probably tired of hearing it this is a new and novel way to play games we i really do believe that in decades from now we will still be playing games with controllers looking at television screens i really do believe that that's going to be the case but the immersion we're talking about immersion you can only be so immersed looking at a tv screen with your wall behind it and noise out of the window in, and beer like, there that's we make excuses uh, in the gaming industry. I think a lot to say, like, look how immersive this is. Nothing we play is is truly immersive until now. Now, if you put a headset on and there's no light bleed and you're Put's there, that on? is immersion. That is the literal fucking definition of it. Yeah. And if that's what we're looking for, for story and for play, then I think that this is a really promising start. Um, and I think Sony, as I said before, was smart to get in on this mm-hmm. um, at an embryonic state and have some proprietary gear that a lot of their competitors don't. And I think this is going to pay off for Sony as a whole. Um, I really do encourage people to, to at least give it a go. Try it out if you have a, a, a way to do that, a kiosk at a store or something. And, and you'll see, man, because what we see when when people try it, we saw it in Denver when we went there. And we see we get tweets every day of people being like, I just tried PSVR and you're right. I very, very rarely get a tweet or a message being like, no, this isn't for me. Very rarely. Yeah. Um, so if anything, it's usually a motion sickness thing, which I think you adjust to. Because again, I, and I know that sounds like a cop out, but I do think it is learning how to walk again these games are different this is not how you've played before this is a revolutionary pivot in the way we play games yeah and that can't be understated yeah this is like in some ways without being hyperbolic like this is maybe the biggest shift in gaming ever actually and we've had these additive things the uh the movement from these kind of very analog um like sticks back in the 70s to a d-pad right uh shoulder buttons uh, analog sticks and rumble, the ability to control the camera, uh, to you know the way we play games, the way we've played games for a long time, touch pads and touch gaming on phones and tablets, all these kinds of things. This is a big. This is bigger than all of that. Mm, and interesting, uh, interesting. and I don't even think it's close. Now, whether or not this has a stickiness in gaming remains to be seen. I think it does. This clearly has a stickiness in other ways. And I think that we think very small if we limit ourselves to games. Like yeah, this. of course. This will be fucking awesome if the right minds get involved the Lauren landings of the world all these kinds of guys that have good ideas sure um this is the real deal so that's what that's what i'll say but it's expensive you know you have to have the camera and the move controllers with games and stuff you're looking at 500 right to really yeah. have some something to do with it and that's an investment that's and that's you know that's uh eight 
triple A games. That's a shit ton of PSN games. So you have to look at it through those that again, no pun intended, that lens too. Yeah. I mean, and that's the takeaway from it. I like PlayStation VR a lot. I liked what I played. Uh, do I think that if I had bought this, I'd be playing these things every day for the next month? Of course not. And I think that's the big trade-off for people buying it. It's like, yep, the tech's cool. It's promising. I'm excited to see what could happen with it. I worry if that will happen with it. I worry about the future, if it'll be accepted and if developers will continue to do stuff for it and what this, the margins of success are. But like I've said from literally, because remember when it originally got announced, I said this is PlayStation Move again. This is how it's going to go. And ever since that GDC where we had Shu on and we talked to Shu and that's what, two, three years ago now, where he was like, no, no, we look at this like PlayStation 1, like where we're going to be in 20 years. I have that mindset playing it i have that mindset when i wanted to pre-order it i have that mindset now as i talk to you about it is that it might not be the most impressive thing out of the blocks right now i think there's great experiences here i'm excited to see what comes next whether it be resident evil whether it be that star wars game whether it be e valkyrie uh i just think you have to have your expectations tempered that way and if that's what you're going into you're going to have fun with it and i hope that's enough for developers to look at it and say i want to do something cool with that yeah and i will i will you know uh just piggyback on that to say um, you know, we all with PS4 Pro, which we, you know neither of us really believe in, um, and a lot of people out there seem to not, and some people do. Um, I believe fine, and that is why, why the press conference. Why did we do it? Well, way? the press conference was very bad. But the point I'm trying to make is we talk about power and how power can be mm-hmm, used for, mm-hmm. for, for for things that mean something other than the way a game looks on a television screen. Sure. Well, there's the excuse for power to make this thing go. You know, yeah. like if they can marry those two things in a future iteration of the VR unit, and a future iteration of PlayStation, PlayStation Five, PSVR Two, whatever they'll call it. Um, and marry those two things beautifully together so that you have a, a immersive, realistic world. And it doesn't have to be realistic. Job Simulator doesn't look realistic, but you feel like you're there. Yeah. So like something that can render these worlds, these beautiful places, man, this is... Th- we as gamers and we as core gamers, I'm playing games for almost 30 years of my life every day. And you've been playing for a long time too and a lot of people out there have been playing for a long time. This is such a fucking cosmic generational leap that it, consoles do not give us. Well, What's funny when you bring up Pro is that this thing's just out of the gate now, right? I mean, not even day one yet as we record this. I would be, even at launch, so much more excited for a PlayStation VR Pro that had a screen that did look as clear as my TV. You know what I mean? And I'm paying a premium for that, but that's when it gets really interesting in terms of, like in Batman, my favorite VR experience, there was too many times I picked things up and I like text and I'm like moving it around, trying to read it, trying to get that resolution right. And to pick that up and not have to worry about that. And I understand I'm not legitimately saying at launch, I wish they had two units, obviously split in the market. Do we even know if it's going to be successful? Da, 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 da. But I'm talking now down the line, this, the, this does work. Developers do get excited. PlayStation does believe in this. Cool. In three years, give me PlayStation VR 2.0 and show me what that yeah, is. Yeah, I think that I'm thing. sure that's in, I'm sure that's the plan as these components become cheaper. I'll tell you, man, I can't wait to play Resident Evil 7 with this thing. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. That there's other big normal AAA games I guess coming to it, but that's like that's a game, right? Yeah. Like that yeah, we yeah, play yeah. on a TV screen. You can play it on a TV screen, no problem. But you play it on PSVR, man. I bet you it's gonna be fucking crazy. Right? I'm, I can't wait. Like, the, and it's these little additive things. It'll sit on my little one of the little dock. And when I'm ready to play it, I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. I've been excited to play Tomb Raider. I'm still playing Bioshock. I mean, I don't have much time to play games you know, the last few weeks um, as much as I would have liked. Um, so this is an additive thing, and that stresses me out, actually, in a way. As a, yeah. like, I, I feel like I'm missing things. I feel like I don't have much to, to touch on um, because of other obligations in my life. But And so that adds a little bit of stress to me, but also a lot of excitement. Yeah. That this, man, this is such a turning point. This is such a that can't you know and I know that Oculus and Vive are doing this, but for the us in the console space, this is a massive fucking turning point. 
Be yeah. excited. Be, even if you're not interested, even if you don't want to be excited about the possibilities because we are going to finally get new ways to play. Finally. If you want to see how we've been playing with it again, ladies and gentlemen, we are putting up Let's Plays uh, through Sunday over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. The games will go up each one of these Let's Plays, 9 a.m. Pacific time. We're uh, we're starting with Batman Arkham VR. Then throughout the next few days, you'll get, uh, what is it, Battlezone, Job Simulator, PSVR Worlds, and Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. And of course, just today it was announced uh, before, and we haven't had time to deal with it, that Volume, it's VR patches out. I uh, just got a code for Thumper as well. I'd like to get in there and check that out. Will there be Let's Plays? Who knows if the games we think are deserving of so and want you to know it. And speaking of housekeeping stuff here, remember that this is PSI Love You XOXO. It is kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there, subscribe to both YouTube channels, like the videos, share them with your friends. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please go give us a rating there. It actually helps that more than you could ever know. Uh, also know that it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, unless there's a giant freaking embargo for something like PlayStation VR. And then also, Colin, shout out to our good fro- fro- frog, our good, our good frog, M Dog. Uh, Everyone remembers M Dog from back in the IGN Beyond days. He did all the soundboards. He's made a PS I Love You XOXO soundboard app for the iOS. Uh, it has all of our favorite moments in it, all the favorite little things. The Waterman's in there. Uh, he also did a cool thing where if you're listening to the sound, you then click a little X button like the the cross on the controller, and then you jump over and you see the actual YouTube video. You can get it by going to kindoffunny.com slash PS soundboard. That's all one word, kindoffunny.com slash PS soundboard. Colin, hmm. let's begin with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. Time for some singular possessive news. There are nine items on the list. A baker's dozen. Number one, and this is a little late because we are recording this a day late as well, so this is eight days Day late. Day late, a dollar short. Ha- PlayStation Experience has finally been announced. It will be in Anaheim, California this year and will run on Saturday and Sunday, December 3rd and December 4th. Showtime on Saturday is from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sunday, the show runs from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Those are Pacific times. Two-day early bird tickets are $60 and they'll be available until October 16th or until quantities run out. Regular two-day tickets from there will cost $75. Saturday only tickets are $45 and Sunday only, t- Sunday only tickets are $40. Uh, we maybe will be there, maybe not. I was gonna say the, we're we're waiting. If you know the past two PSXs, we've done panels there. Uh, right now, they're not sure if they're do, how they're handling panels. I don't know internally if they're doing outside panels or not. If they're not doing outside panels, uh, we we won't go down because we'll do pre and post and during commentary for the press conference and bust out an episode of PS. I love you right there with the reactions and all the stuff you expect because that's our job. And so do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know. You've been to one press conference and been to them all, Greg. Yeah. Uh, but if we do do a, uh, if we are allowed to do a panel for PS, I love you, XOXO, and that is our hope, we'll be down there and uh, and then we'll see what else happens. Maybe we'll do a meet and greet and stuff like that. But we'll have sure. more, we'll have more information on that. We'll keep you posted. Uh, but uh, I will encourage you not to buy tickets uh, to in order because you think you're going to see us because I don't want good people, point. Yeah, know, if that's the only don't reason buy you're tickets going, to, yeah, I know a lot of people go to these things or a lot of people go to them generally, but there is a lot of people that go to see us and there is no guarantee whatsoever that we're going to be there. And 100%. if I was if I was betting man, I'd say we won't be there, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. We'll have more information on that hopefully sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Number two, October's free PlayStation Plus games have been revealed and they are as follows on PlayStation 4 Resident Evil HD. So remake remake and Transformers Devastation are free to download on PlayStation 3 Mad Riders and From Dust are free and on Mad PlayStation Riders. Vita Code Realize Guardians of Rebirth and Actual Sunlight. Oh, Actual Sunlight. I, I was a big fan of the game. I put on a lot of my shortlist and in passing at PAX met the dev get Actual Sunlight. Oh, all right. Number three. 
Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc and Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair are coming to PlayStation 4 early in 2017. Word comes by way of Western publisher NIS, who collaborated with Japanese developer Spike Chunsoft on the port. Trigger Happy Havoc originally launched on PSP in Japan in 2010. Goodbye Despair followed on PSP in Japan in 2012. Both games launched in the West on PS Vita in 2014, where they found a cult following. Yeah. You were a big fan of that. Including me. You love that, Mamakuma. Oh, I love Mamakuma so much. So that's big news, and that makes sense because I think the, the Danganronpa 3 is aiming for PS4 and Vita. So it's good yeah, to get, said it's good, it's get, good yeah, to get yeah. everyone on over. Number four. The UK Advertising Standards Authority is officially investigating the marketing and advertising surrounding No Man's Sky, as first reported by Eurogamer. The so-called English watchdog received, quote, several complaints, end quote, about the game. Eurogamer notes that the ASA has reached out to Hello Games and Valve as part of the investigation, and the site says that, quote, complaint... Complaints center around screenshots and video that feature more advanced animal behavior, large-scale combat, and ship-flying behavior than ended up in the launch version of the game. Complainants also say screenshots misrepresent, misrepresented the graphical quality of the game, end quote. Eurogamer notes that the ASA, quote, has the power to have advertisements it believes are in breach of its code of conduct withdrawn and prevent them from appearing again. If an advertiser refuses to comply with an ASA ruling, it can, it can impose sanctions, such as asking internet search websites to remove a marketer's paid-for search ads, end quote. Eurogamer has way more should you want to go read about it. This sounds a little toothless to me, but I feel like uh it's a step in the direction that people have wanted to see which is like have they really misrepresented themselves we'll sure. find out soon enough i still point to jim sterling's uh jim acquisition video that i think expertly goes into it fairly goes into it and finds that yeah they did overpromise. um that is my opinion not fact sure Number five, it appears Sony has wisely locked down both Batman Arkham VR and Resident Evil 7 as timed PSVR exclusives. Art displaying both games references their exclusive windows. Resident Evil 7 is exclusive to PSVR for 12 months, while Batman Arkham VR's exclusive window is far shorter and will be up in March. It's important to note that we're talking about exclusivity to VR units and not gaming hardware per se, which is an important caveat when talking about Resident Evil 7 in particular. So that we're not saying it'll come to PS4 first or something like that. Gotcha. You know, in case anyone... Just his VR business. Your Oculus is your vibes. Was that a real fart or a chair fart? I can't no, that tell. was a real fart. That was a real fart because it was already making the squeakies mm -hmm. when you moved. Number six. New information about Destiny 2 as service from Kotaku. The site notes that Destiny 2 is set for launch in 2017, which we've heard before, and it's coming to PC in addition to the HD twins. Just an interesting little tidbit, if it's true. The bigger news is that Activision-owned studio Vicarious Visions, the studio behind the Skylanders in the upcoming Crash Bandicoot collection, is working on the game alongside Bungie and Subcapacity, again, according to the rumor. Jason Schreier's piece also notes, over the past few months, this is, quote, over the past few months, I've heard that Bungie's leadership wants Destiny 2 to feel like a proper sequel, even if that means leaving old planets, characters, and activities behind, end quote. Schreier's like that. Schreier notes that his sources reference Diablo's jump to Diablo 2 ha uh, has what Destiny to Destiny's 2 jump will be. So it's akin. Quote, Destiny 2 is a completely different game. The Taken King The Taken King was a reboot for Destiny 1 to fix small things. This is to overhaul. This is the overhaul to fix big things. I'm sorry. Um, fix all the And that's, that's a quote according to one of his sources. So uh, that's a little bit of Destiny 2 news. People love Destiny. They do. They do. Millions have already played the, uh, the new, new expansion. Yeah. Number seven, is Battleborn going free to play? Well, uh, free to play. Well, maybe. The hero shooter, which came out earlier in 2016 and effectively bombed, is going free to play according to sources, according to a source speaking to Kotaku, with an announcement expected by mid-November. The source told Kotaku that Gearbox, the developer, always wanted the game to be free to play, but publisher 2K wanted to sell it. The game got obliterated by the likes of Overwatch, which we called from a mile away, apparently forcing its hand. 2K apparently saw some success in the free to play reboot of Evolve, another game that didn't do well as do as well as planned and wanted to emulate that. However, here's the wrinkle. 
Randy Pitchford, the head of Gearbox, is denying this, calling the Kotaku story reckless and saying that, quote, there are no plans to convert Battleborn free to play, end quote. The confusion may come from Pitchford's plan to do, quote, a trial version of the game that would be free and from which retail can be purchased along with DLC, end quote. Confusion persists, so we'll have to wait and see. This all happened over, over Twitter. Uh, Twitter, which is why you don't have these kind of conversations over Twitter. Email each other. But yeah, I think that, I think, I think both are true in a way. I think, it, I think clearly what Jason's source said rings true to an extent it's a free-to-play thing get you in the door or whatever and then there is Pitchford saying well no it's just a trial i think it's just the minutiae of what free-to-play means and what they're actually thinking it Mm. means and finally oh no i'm sorry there's two more eight number eight a minor seemingly optional update is available for playstation 4 firmware 4.01 a 312.1 megabyte install according to GameSpot. quote improves the quality of the system performance end quote you may as well download it and get it out of the way if you'd like and finally number nine wrap up Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition has leaked via the Brazil Advisory Gaming Rating Board, according to Komatsu, and is coming to PS4 and other platforms in 2017 via publisher Gearbox. Huh? And Exile Games is using crowdfunding site Fig to try and fund RPG Wasteland 3 to the tune of $2.7 million. Uh, $2.75 million. And the dev intends to bring the game to PS4. Fig never took off the way you thought it would. No. no. Named after the hotel that everyone used to hang out with at E3, in case you're curious. Top-down arcade racer Mantis Burn Racing is coming to PlayStation 4 on October 12th, so that's next week. Free-to-play team-based shooter Paladins Champions of the Realm is coming to PS4 at an undetermined time in the future, and a closed beta is raging right now that you can sign up for. That game, I think, is by the guys that do um, uh, Smite. Oh, okay. High res I think they're called. People like that Smite. Uh, it's got God. Here They Lie will launch alongside PlayStation VR on October 13th. What is it? You know, Don't know. That Developer cool. Playtonic Games has confirmed that its upcoming 3D uh, platformer throwback ukulele will get a physical release alongside the already promised digital release prison simulator the escapist 2 has been announced for ps4 and other platforms for launch in 2017 and will include multiplayer and finally titanfall 2 has gone gold and is still set to launch on playstation 4 and other platforms on october 28th and that well that is it for the news here they lie it's playstation's vr surreal horror everybody loves these horror games now colin you know what i mean you know what I mean. Don't fake it. Like, you don't know what I mean. Yeah, okay. Okay. Here they lie. I'm interested in, Colin. <laughs> I got a flashlight. I'm exploring scary places. That sounds like a VR game. But you know what, Colin? Mm. VR is not out yet. If I wanted not to know... Not for all of you. Normies. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to know what was in the mom and grop shops, both physical and digital, where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and soon... PlayStation VR and sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founders. A bastard's tale comes to PlayStation 4 digital. Deep gameplay. Adapt to how the enemy attacks and defends with a huge variation in enemy types. If you enjoy the satisfaction of triumphing over a difficult foal, it foe, does it. This is the game for you. Terrible write-up. Oh. Aragami, PlayStation 4 Digital. You are Aragami, a vengeful spirit with the power to control the shadows. You've been summoned by Yamiko, a girl imprisoned in the city fortress of Kiru- Kiryu. Way too many Where? vowels in there. <laughs> Embark on a dark journey full of blood and secrets to discover the truth. Atari Flashback Classics Volume 1 comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Relive the golden age of video games, combat, centipede, sword quests, star raiders, and more. Atari Flashback Classics brings the iconic games of yesteryear to the powerful machines of today. With all new features, including online multiplayer, which is interesting, leaderboards, and more. And then Atari Flashback Classics Volume 2 what? comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. All the volumes? 
Flashback to Greatness, Asteroids, Haunted House, Adventure, which is awesome, Major Havoc, and many more. Atari Flashback Classics brings the iconic games of yesterday to the powerful machines of today with all new features, including online. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. second. That sounds familiar. Dead Synchronicity, Tomorrow Comes Today, comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Dead Synchronicity, Tomorrow Comes Today, tells the story of Michael, a man who must recover his identity and decode the two events that brought brought the world to the edge of collapse. I'm not reading well today. The first one is the so-called Great Wave, an inexplicable chain of natural disasters. The second is a pandemic that turned humans into the dissolved, infected beings that eventually dissolve into blood. Now, you're not, you're not reading well today, you said. No. Did you ever eat anything? No. I feel like that's why. You got, I mean, there's no fuel in the I tank. Tried. I you tried. You got to take something. care of yourself, man. Want me to go eat your Cinnabon? No, 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 no. Got them cinnamon buns in there. That sounds great, but no, I'm, not, I'm trying not to eat many carbs. Thank you. I don't think cinnamon buns are carbs. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Mafia 3 comes to PlayStation 4. On, this is a digital and retail release, but it's the 7th. So this comes out Friday. Friday, worldwide, worldwide. And uh, it's worth noting, by the way, uh, 2K, Publisher 2K, is not providing early copies to anyone. Um, this includes IGN, GameSpot. A lot of people have written about this. Or, and and uh, I do not think it is a John sign- writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ well, okay. and says, Hi, Greg and Colin. It was recently announced that Mafia 3 wouldn't have any review copies sent out prior to the game's release. Do you think that? as is usually the case, this is a sign we should be worried. I remember Colin having positive impressions of the game after checking it out at E3 earlier this year. Thanks, John. P.S. I love you guys and all the work you do. Should we be worried about Mafia 3? It's impossible to know because we've not gone hands-on with the game, but I think it's not something to be worried about. My, my, and I don't know. So you should maybe wait for some impressions. We'll get the game probably on Friday, and I'll play it a little bit, and I'll, I'll tweet out about it for you guys. But... Uh, there's nothing I've seen about this game that indicates it's going to be anything less than great. Now, I, I don't know because I've not played it, and that's what yeah, most important yeah. is how it feels. My instincts tell me that they have a patch coming in hot that is not ready or that was going through certification, and they want to make sure people... So people should remember that Destiny is an example of a game that was not available until afterwards, and everyone loves it. Right. Or a lot of people love it. And a bigger example are this year's Doom. Uh, which it held back and was a huge... I don't know why they did that. I think it's because they wanted you to play online the way it was meant to be played. Which no one cares about in that game. So... Sure. Uh, we don't know. Should you be concerned? Maybe. I don't understand. I don't understand it personally. What's more uh, concerning I is can't I, imagine I haven't seen an official word from 2K, right? Like they're getting raked over the coals of people saying this is what's happening. And like Dan Stapleton put up the IGN piece of just like, we'll still give them a fair review, even though we don't agree with the decision. And so if I was 2K, I'd be like, hey guys, here's why we're not putting it out to reviewers early. We believe in the product. It's just that. We have a giant day one patch that we want to make sure is nailed, and we want to say giant because people would freak out. But you or know. that maybe they're—I mean, maybe they're just trying something different too. I mean, what we have to remember is that you know, and, and we lose sight of this too. We get frustrated sometimes. Is that we don't—we're not owed anything from the publishers, 100%. Um, and they don't have to send out shit to anyone. Now, it doesn't really benefit them to do that, but they can just as easily be like, "Why do you think you should get your free game early? Just go buy it with everyone else." Uh, yeah. And maybe they're seeing data indicating that reviews aren't really helping or hurting them. I don't know. You know, it's an interesting thing to think about. But we don't know. Anyway, Mafia 3, uh, PlayStation 4, digital retail out 10-7, so that's Friday. 1968, New Bordeaux. After years of combat in Vietnam, Lincoln Clay knows this truth. Family isn't who you're born with. It's who you die for. When his surrogate family, the Black Mob, is wiped out by the Italian ma- Mafia, Lincoln builds a new family and blazes a path of military-grade revenge through the mafioso responsible. Can't fucking wait. It's going to be good. Can't I wait. hope. Can't wait. It looks so fucking good. Have you set aside your entire weekend to play? I'd like to, yeah. Uh, Aaron, I think, is actually going away. Oh, uh, so it'll just be me and Lola. Sounds like it's lining up. Maybe just me. Maybe she'll bring Lola. I don't know. Rogue Stormers for PlayStation 4 Digital. Rogue Stormers combines classic run-and-gun gameplay with a modern twin-stick shooter configuration, roguelike and RPG elements, crazy 3D graphics, and co-op multiplayer for one to four players. 
the developers have got to start writing these better. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not even trying to be funny or whatever. It's like you're trying to now cram everything in. It's a roguelike, twin stick shooter, RPG elements. It's like, what is the game? Like, take some time and tell me about it. Mm-hmm. I don't get why, uh, like, why, how this is so hard. This is the most important shit you can do to sell your game. Space Hulk Ascension comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Space Hulk Ascension is a turn-based strategy game which builds upon the classic board game experience. It adds new RPG-style mechanics, additional weapons, enemy types, and an all-new character, and loads of other new features. Tropical 5 Complete Edition, or Collection, Complete Collection, comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. The time has come for a very special game collection. The Tropical 5 Complete Collection offers both newcomers and seasoned fans the ultimate collection with all DLC packs and add-ons, with a total of three extensive campaigns, 40 paradisic, paradisical? Paradisical. Paradisical. Over 125 buildings and 10 additional scenarios. This collection will give you a great deal more than 100 hours of gaming fun. Make sure you have it in your cigar case. Ah. El Presidente. Viking Squad comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Grab your trusty sword, strap on a fearsome helmet, and plunge into the chaotic fray of Viking Squad. As a member of this ragtag group, you must put put a stop to the wildly mischievous Loki and reopen the gates to Valhalla. Work together to unleash massive attacks on foes and expand your arsenal in this three-player co-op brawler. Three-player. Interesting. Warhammer End Times Vermintide comes to PlayStation 4 digital and retail. The world is ending, though few believe it. The once proud city of Ubersurik now lays in ruins at the hands of the loathsome Skaven. These fucking names. If you have survived their ruthless invasion, team up with three friends and work together to thin out the Ratman's forces and drive them out of the city. Assume the role of one of five heroes and hack slash burn smash and pierce the vile Skaven using a multitude of weapons. Prepare for a desperate struggle and a grand last end. Only you can stem the Vermintide. Only you. And finally, Wheels of Aurelia comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Where are all the fucking Vita games? A narrative road trip game set in the roaring Italian 70s. It tells the story of Lella, a restless woman driving on the roads to the western coast of Italy, the famous Via Aurelia. This is an interaction fiction game in the shape of an isometric racer with a focus on replayability. Every playthrough lasts about 15 minutes and there are 16 different endings to discover. That sounds pretty cool. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, a lot of people told us uh, about Virginia. I started playing that last night. I like it. Good. That's great. Yeah, I I downloaded it, played it for five minutes and then I went to bed because I was like, I got to be in a different space for this. Yeah, I started in. It's only $8.99 for PlayStation Plus. right? Yeah, I started in thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to go through and be able to because it's like a two hour game. I'll get in. I'm I'm not tired enough to go to bed yet. In an hour in, I was like, I'm exhausted. It turns out that must have been that must have been the music I heard from your bedroom last night. I thought you were playing Firewatch. No, no, no. Oh, that must be your cross media. And I do have the Firewatch theme. Yeah, Uh, my favorite. Are you playing Firewatch? Are you playing Firewatch? I got to get those extra trophies. Um, it's worth noting that maybe the deal isn't going anymore, so make sure to check before you buy Virginia. I think the baseline mm. cost is. I bought it last it night. Yeah, yeah, I bought it last night for the months. discount, but yeah, that wouldn't help you if uh, store updated today. Uh, that is it, Colin. Yes, let's do some trophy time. Right. We already did the question, Mick P. What do you got for me? What are the hot trophies that are up right now? Uh, let's take a look here. We got mafia well, we, trophies yet? Uh, mafia trophies have been up. We talked about them already. Oh, good. Glad we did that. Very long time ago. Good. I'm glad. Uh, glad the game came out. Then we were able to play it and have. Let's stuff. focus on. By the way, Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour popped. Okay. So be afraid of that. Uh, let's do. Let's get in and do a few um, VR things. A lot of trophies have popped. Uh, let's do. Let's let's keep it limited to this. This is good enough. Battle Zone. Uh, game in the zone. Game of VR game. A lot of people are excited about 40 bronze, six silver, two gold, and one platinum. Hell yeah. Um, and it seems like pretty doable. I like complete a medium campaign on hard difficulty, complete a long campaign on hard difficulty, complete. So it's basically every every permutation of short, medium, and long campaigns on easy, normal, and hard difficulty for those different trophies. Um, there's some complete complete one early campaign mission. So it, it doesn't Any multiplayer se- stuff at the end? It doesn't seem crazy. Go 40. to start to finish with the same four players. Okay. Is a bronze. 
Win a mission without firing a shot. The trophy's called Pacifist. Mm-hmm. Life get. Collect 10, 000, or 10 million data. I don't know what that means. When you blow stuff up, you're getting, you're collecting things. 100 foot robot golfs trophies are alive. Fuck yeah, I forgot Nine about this game. Nine bronze, six silver, zero gold, no platinum. Uh, kick off the reunion tour. Get the band back together. That trophy's called. Uh, beat the remote control challenge in under four minutes. So these, it's a, it's a bunch of bronze and silver. It's pretty boring stuff. Uh, Super Hypercube uh, trophies are also live. Six bronze, four silver, one gold, no pro- uh, no platinum. These games don't... Uh, 100 foot robot golf, maybe. Definitely not Super Hypercube. Um, so these trophies are totally straightforward. Maxing out the cube during regular play is a silver, but then complete level one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten during regular play gets you all the trophies. Yeah, okay. So it's pretty, pretty straightforward. The big one that I want to talk about is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Uh, 34 bronze, 15 silver, one gold, and a platinum. Um, so these are basically you got to play, play the game on veteran. You're going to get trophies for beating uh, missions and then missions on veteran. Um, so you know what to expect here. We uh, all played Modern Warfare back in the day. People are really excited about uh, this particular game. The word is about this is that you need to have what the hell is the new one called? Advanced Warfare? No, that was last year's. Uh, this one is Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Um, you have to apparently have Infinite Warfare to, on your system or something to unlock this game. Like you can't just play it. There's some weird. I thought about that it. this was only bundled with Infinite Warfare. Yeah, but th- there's something with like shareability of the game. Like I, 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 I people should go read about it because I didn't read too carefully about it. Where like if you're on a different console that you own or whatever, uh, you try you to play, you need to have the, the disc one? or something. I don't know huh. something something confusing with retail versions of the game. Okay, okay, something weird's going on. So just be aware of that. Something I don't know. What, I don't know exactly what the fuck the weird thing is. That. No, nobody knows. Yeah, that's it. What's this map? Uh, Tomb Raider. Ah, weird. So I was telling Aaron about this weird. Tomb Raider came out. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which we'll talk about, I guess, next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, came out to Xbox One last year. Yeah. It is a little weird using an achievement guide. Oh, I bet. Yeah. A lot of trophies. Yeah. As we went out over the show last week, over 100 bronzes. Mm-hmm. Do all the DLC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get all of the collectibles, but the game does a pretty. You find the archivist maps in each place and then you tell you where everything is. So it's not a huge deal, but I'm trying to just kind of be uh, thorough. Thorough. Yeah. Because I don't want to go back. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that game, though. Yeah, me too. And, I was about to say something about it, but I can't. Colin, instead, let's check in with the readers, do some palate cleanser, non-VR questions. How's that sound? That sounds great. Our first one comes from your boy, the Joey Beans. He wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to get your question read, and says, hey, Colin and Greg, I have just imported Persona 5 because I didn't want to wait, and I thought it would make for some good Japanese reading review. But... I began to wonder how review embargoes may work for titles that see large gaps in release internationally. Using Persona 5 as an example, if a reviewer at, let's say, IGN was able to fully comprehend the game in the native language, would they be free to post their thoughts or impressions prior to the official North American launch? Of course, a review of a Japanese version would probably not benefit an American audience as important localization elements wouldn't be present for the reviewer. But... I was curious if there are any official region-specific restrictions found from publishers. Thanks for reading this question, and thanks for always putting a smile on my face, the Joey Beans. No, you're allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's up. Uh, the thing about embargoes is if so, for the in this case, Atlas, aka Sega, they are out there, right? They put the game out in Japan. They can't write to IGN and say you are embargoed from reviewing this thing. It's happened before. Uh, what is the game I'm thinking of that Caleb brought in right away? Some Japanese game. The one I think Anarchy it, Reigns. Exactly. Uh, Anarchy Reigns they imported. We of course imported uh, Uncharted. Anarchy they, Reigns was translated already when it was Exactly. In, in you know, and the same thing I'm bringing up now with Uncharted or whatever, Golden Abyss that came out over there. We 
held off because they were adding for the instance of the Vita version, Uncharted Golden Abyss or whatever, right? We didn't review that Japanese version because they said they were adding things to the American version, which turned out to be the black market and nobody gave a shit about it. It didn't matter. But we did post impressions of it. Uh, from what I understand with IGN, for sure, Goldfarb's playing through it. I believe Miranda Sanchez I have no idea how the hell too. either of them are playing it since they don't speak Japanese, but the the but they're doing it. Like, yeah. They're doing it. Or maybe, maybe Miranda does speak Japanese. I think she might have. I thought, she, I thought she spoke a little bit, maybe. Uh, no, yeah, so that's fine. It's, it's more of, yeah, what benefits the site and the consumer i think the main thing why you wouldn't see ign review it even if even if even if pair sat down or megan sullivan who can speak japanese played through that why i don't think they would review that version is i don't think the audience is so interested in it uh being a video game reviewer what you're doing is a benefit to your audience and right now not many of the not many members of the audience are thinking about importing persona 5 and based on your review or whatever they're going to care what the the version they end up buying in the box or on digital mom and grop shops what that actually plays out as uh big old greg miller's calling you right now dad's calling me hey dad hey greg how you doing son i'm good how are you oh i'm fine listen greg i know i, I know i didn't call you over a weekend no you're busy but, we're uh, both busy don't worry about it yeah uh local drop would you hold on for a minute greg yeah she get him off the speaker. Talk to him. Is it the Waterman? <laughs> that would be meta if the Waterman came to your dad's door when he called you during yeah. PS I Love You. There's a guy here saying I didn't pay the water bill. What? Oh, God damn, get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah? No, no, yeah, please keep me updated. Let me know everything. Is, I mean, even when you get, like, little updates, let me know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, keep me posted when you, whenever you get an update from them. Oh, I'm good. We're working a little bit out. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. He's good too. Okay. I know. No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, keep me updated. Oh, I bet, yeah. No, I'm glad you did, Dad. I love you, too. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Yeah, as soon as he said Uncle Jerome, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Because, like... Like, I'm not. I'm gonna cut this out, obviously, but like, 
you know how my dad is like he's very take it leave it kind of thing and he was telling me a, a while back oh yeah uncle jerome got sick i'm like oh what's going on he's like i went over there they say he's got a b12 deficiency i was like okay what's going on he's like oh he's in a walker and he can barely i'm like that's not b12 <laughs> like that's just take a little vitamin b you'll, be better. you'll get out of there <laughs> that's clearly something else is happening and that's like one of the many things you ready to jump back in yeah colin yes your next question comes from anton hey colin and greg Greetings from Calgary. Anyways, it's been bugging me that Red Dead 2 hasn't been announced yet. There has been rumor after rumor of an upcoming announcement for Red Dead, but every time it seems to just fade away into oblivion. So my question is, when the hell are they going to announce this game? Thanks for your time and for the countless hours of joy that you guys have given me through good times and bad. Who the hell knows? You you were so confident this year. Yeah. I, I, was, I said it by if we reached October and they didn't announce it, it's not going to happen. And I think yeah. we've, we've reached that point. So I don't know. I mean, we're as eager. They don't owe us anything. So we're sure. as eager as anyone to, to hear more. They'll, they'll announce it when it's time. I respect. At this point, do you think I spring? What doing. You think it's going to be a GTA spring kind of thing where they put up their little teaser thing? There's a trailer countdown and the trailer goes off. Maybe. I still love the idea of them just releasing it. I think you do that with GTA. I don't think you do it with Red Dead, sadly. I think in the next GTA, they should totally be like, hey. One commercial during whatever sporting events going on, just the logo fading up from black. And it would be like so they, hard for them. To, like this is why we need digital games, is because it would be so hard for them to to, to manufacture and get those games out and yeah. keep it secret. Which yeah. is why I don't think it's going to happen unless they like literally are like announced it a month out, which I think would be great. And sorry, really, like you know, no one sees it. It would be awesome if like no one even knew anything about it. That's that's the kind of thing I get excited about. That I think I think a lot of people eat up the PR shit like way too much. I, I'm so tired of it. And I'd like for a publisher to take a different tact, which would be like. Grand Theft Auto 6 is real. Uh, this happened in 2019 or something. Grand Theft, or 2018. Grand Theft Auto 6 is real. It's coming out in four weeks. Here's the logo. That's it. Yeah. No yeah, review yeah. copies. We're not releasing any trailers of the footage. We're just going to put commercials with just the logo. They sell just as many fucking copies. As if they not more. I mean, that would be the story of like every news, every, awesome. every mainstream news outlet would pick that up. The balls on these guys. They're putting out this GTA game and it's, this has never happened. And this isn't how games are put out. It would be all. It would be. Yeah. I would love that. And you, you're right. They could get away without Grand Theft Auto. I thought they'd, they'd probably look at it five, and be like, yeah. "Well, we should market it and, and hype it up." And I'm like, "Yeah, you have nothing to lose doing that." But man, what a fucking story that would be. I mean, I, I still think the you know, as, as the rumor has gone for a long time, Half Life Three is the only game that's going to get ever like. Mm. I think possibly could get that treatment. Of, and Valve could do that Steam. because they just put it up. Yep, exactly. And one day exactly it exists. And I would love that. I think that'd be awesome. They ultimately, long term, do you lose anything by doing that? That would. I would love to see marketing like. Someone's excited about. Someone loves Grand Theft Auto. They love Grand Theft Auto Five. They're eager for Grand Theft Auto Six. They're like, "Where's Grand Theft Auto Six? Yeah. Uh, Rockstar does what I just said. They announce it a month out. Just a logo, nothing. They say the game will be out in a month. You're not going to see anything of it until it's out in your system, and then you'll play it. And does does that injure them long term? Like, is the guy who was excited about Grand Theft Auto or Grand Theft Auto Six and be like, "I want to see it. Uh, I'm not going to buy it now." Even if it takes longer to sell those amount of copies, I bet you they still sell the exact amount of copies. Sure. Because then word of mouth goes, then they can start showing the game in commercials or st- and stuff like that. I'd love some of Well, I mean, that's, what the, whole, a but that's the whole thing of like where I think why I think that strategy works. Is I think it actually amps. It actually plays even more into the our culture of needing it day one and needing to be part of that conversation. And like, think about the amount of people who would preload that Grand Theft Auto six, not knowing what the fuck the first frame was going to be, who they were going to play as. What's the soundtrack? Where's the location? You'd have people doing that live tweeting it. Every streaming it everyone would be fucking going crazy for yeah that. someone i mean rockstar is the company that can really get away with it they 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 are very serious they keep you know a few things about red dead have leaked but not much and like the biggest thing is like a, what we the think map. is a piece of the map yeah, yeah um and that's fucking amazing because that game has been in development probably for five years and nothing yeah nothing yeah because they probably are fucking dead serious over there 
I think a lot of times NDAs are implied and I don't think they're so implied there. You know, I really do think it's like, we'll fucking find you. You know, <laughs> I, I really we know do, what your family is. I really do think it's a very serious thing with agreed. Them. I agree. And so they could do it again. Colin, time to meet your best friend. And this is a new segment we call PS. I love this best friend. XOXO. How new is it? About 55 weeks. This is where one of you goes to kind of funny.com slash forums. Post your PSN name and a little message saying why you need friends. Then everybody else who didn't get their name read friends. You sends you like nice messages, plays games with you. Everybody has a good time. This is Ultra Magnus 765. That's the PSN name, too. Hey, Colin and Greg. My name is Brett, but my friends call me the Manatee, and I'm really hoping to find some friends to play Elder Scrolls online with. I don't have many real friends, as I've always been a social outcast, and my severe agoraphobia makes it hard to socialize. So to relax, I spend most of my time playing PS4 whilst drinking my favorite beverage, Mountain Dew. If any... I doubt it's real, but I love it. If any individuals would like to add me as a friend, I would really appreciate the company. My PS4 name is Ultra Magnus 765. You can call him Manatee. <laughs> call him Manatee in the messages, ladies and gentlemen. That's PS. I love this best friend. XXX. I confirmed. Colin? Yes. Haymar writes in with this week's forgotten PlayStation game. Are you prepared for it? Yes. Hi, Colin and Greg. Long time first time. Did Colin, he ask you to wait? No, but no. I just did it for you. Long time first time. Colin often mentions Final Fantasy Tactics as a game he would love a sequel to. So I would like to nominate its more overlooked predecessor, Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together, Great as game. my submission for Forgotten PlayStation Game of the Week. Both games were directed by Yasumi Masuno. Did I nail it? Close enough. No, okay. Matsuno? Matsuno. Okay. And features similar tactical gameplay underscored by excellent political drama. Tactics Ogre even features branching story paths, giving the game great replayability and making its PSP port a perfect match for Vita Island. Cheers. Haymar. Let Us Cling Together is fucking awesome. That yep. was the last game. I, that was my PSP's last hurrah. My PSP was dying. I, I took at the time. demos for that. I was always big. I, I liked the demos. I liked what I played. I never it played it. It is Final though. Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. That's what, like, just. Oh my god! What a great, what a great game that was! My yeah, my PSP was dying. There was like a broken thing in, on, somewhere on it where there was like a brown line going down the side of it. Oh it yeah, it got, it got more and more fucked up the more I played. I'm like, I'm going. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna live. That was the last time I played PSP. Sad. Uh, it, was, it was. It, it reminds me of GDC. It must have been GDC like 2013 or something. Was like when it was all going down. Yeah. With let us cling together. Okay. But uh, great, great fucking game. Yeah. That Forgotten PlayStation game is brought to you by MVMT Watches. At PSI Love You, we team up with brands that are trying to do something new. We love innovation, as you know, and companies that are changing the industries they're in. So when Movement introduced themselves and sent over some watches, we were impressed. And I have my watch in the other room. You see, you have, did you get your watch today? Because I, I brought an extra watch. Black face mine, red time pieces, the hands they Very call it. Very swank. I like it, yeah. Do you like yours? Yeah. It's very nice. I my you know watches are a little scary for me because they call it my girlish arms. You know when you have the you know people like to watch wear those thick watches. I need yeah. to wear like a petite woman's watch from 1955. See what I'm excited with mine is we're wearing it with the suit, uh, putting that on because that's, that's that'll cufflinks. Yeah, exactly that because I, I have the tie clip all the time, but now I got a bomb ass watch on the side. Cufflinks are so fucking fancy. They dude. are really cool. We got to get a cufflink fucking sponsorship at some point, huh? Movement. If you do cufflinks, hit us up again. Anyways. 
Movement started with two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. They did some research and found out that big watch brands were passing huge retail markers markups onto the consumer. Movement decided that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and provide the best possible price. My movement watches start at $95. At department stores, you're looking at 400 to 500 bucks. That's stupid. And Nick Scarpino used to buy department Nick store Scarpino watches. Nick Scarpino's a big, big into watches, man. He loves watches. If maybe he Nick Scarpino ever came back that's to real, work, that's true. we could get his, his uh, approval. On He's on like some obscure watch message board is yeah, it no, yeah, really? like, yeah like a forum that's funny yeah he showed it to that's me. that's funny they all only post about watches <laughs> it's the internet man it's crazy <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen go to mvmtwatches.com and use the promo code xoxo and they'll give you 15 percent off your entire purchase that's mvmtwatches.com and use the promo code xoxo kevin cut your hair cut your hair kevin Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Time for PSN's worst name of the week, Colin. This one comes from Joel in Chicago. This is where one of you writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. Nope. Kindoffunny.com slash forums. Go there to the PS I Love You board. You put up your bad name. Your name. I don't want other bad names. Just your name. Hey, Greg. And Colin, if he wants to say hi today. I think my PSN name will make a great addition to the kind of funny list of worst names. When I got a PS3 for Christmas back in 2008, I was thinking of a PSN name that I'd have forever. My go-to was Campos 63, as that had been my 360 gamer tag for years. Upon realizing this was taken, I decided to think outside the box and ask, ask my brother for recommendations. We agreed to allow him to make the name for me, thinking I'd be able to change it like on the Xbox. He grabbed the controller from me, and that from that moment on, I was known as Ass Belonker. 69 to this day we have no idea what the meaning is behind the name is and we laugh at the fact that i have no ability to change it at times i i can even seem to laugh i'm sorry at times i can even seem embarrassing when people ask me for my psn name so for this i ask shuhei let us change our names as always i love the show and everything you guys do dot 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 keeps being kind and nice joel or as he's better known as ass belonker 69 and it's b B-E-E, like a little buzzing B. Lonker. Ask be Lonker. 69. Ladies and gentlemen, that's PS I Love You XOXO, episode 55. Thank you for joining us into this journey of PlayStation VR, the next reality in gaming. Remember, PS I Love You XOXO is kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast. It posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, so please go to the YouTube channels, subscribe there. Go to the, your favorite podcast services, subscribe there. Watch the other shows. Send in uh, messages to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. Be Colin's friend if you ever see him. Hug Kevin when you see him. Whip cupcakes at Tim Gettys' fat face whenever you see that one. Every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment we call Singing a Shoe Hey. This is where one of you talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and submits your music. I need an MP3 and I need a YouTube link. MP3 goes to the end of our MP3 YouTube link. It's annotated to the end of our YouTube video. Today's comes from the f- band Fragments, I think. Yeah, Fragments. He didn't, he didn't say a real name, and then his username of the thing was just Fragments. And it's like, well, are you a cognizant band? I don't know what's going on. Hi, Colin and Greg. First off, I've been a listener for only about a year now, and I love the work you do. My project, Fragments, released the Revolving Door EP on June 3rd. The Revolving Door is a concept EP featuring a different genre and singer for each song. I spent countless hours writing all the music to this EP while watching tons of kind of funny content. Today, I am sharing with you the opening track to the Revolving Door EP titled Friends Like You. Time to rip off the Game Over Greggy show. The whole EP can be picked up at 
fragment7.bandcamp.com for just one dollar. The seven is the numeral, not spelled out. If you have no money and can't afford the dollar, the songs are still available to stream for free on that Bandcamp page. Subscribe, share, enjoy. P.S. I hope to send you guys a physical copy to the P.O. Box to give away on Colin and Greg Live sometime. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Fragments with friends like you off the Revolving Door EP. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Keep your friends close And I keep your in